Are you scared of uncertain or unpredictable outcomes? Do you feel like an imposter when you're tasked with a new project? Are you constantly seeking reassurance that it will all be okay? Do you hold off on shipping your creative work? This is episode 23, Do Ship Repeat. Hello and welcome to The Incrementalist, a productivity podcast on making big changes in small steps. My name is Diane Williams and I'm your productivity coach and host for the show. We tend to think we need credentials to do useful or valuable work. Whether it's having a college degree, a training certificate, or professional license, credentials help us seem less like an imposter. But we're all imposters on some level when we work on hard problems with no easy answers. You might ask yourself, why did I get picked? Why am I being charged to solve this issue? Why am I stepping up and choosing to lead or choosing to follow? As marketing genius Seth Godin writes in his book, The Practice, you don't need credentials to speak up and do creative work. He notes the education and credentialing system was designed to maintain consistency in our industrial output. But it has grown to create roadblocks and obstacles. It trains you to behave and comply, do what you're told, and stay within the boundaries. It prioritizes efficiency over experimentation. It relies on degrees and certificates to signal expertise, even in areas where leadership, creativity, collaboration, diversity of thought, and independence of thought are more important. Don't wait for reassurance or validation. Instead, hone the ability to trust yourself. You will never get enough assurance of a favorable outcome. You will never get enough approval for what you did. If you're creating useful work, there's no way to please everyone. Worrying about what others think is a quest for guarantees but there are no guarantees when it comes to creative work. Seth defines creative work as a generous act of making things better by doing something that might not work. By that definition, it's not just artists and musicians that do creative work. So do lawyers, therapists, designers, and leaders in any field. You have a choice. You can choose to be creative whether paid or not, or you can allow fear to hold you back. If you're not creative, you become a hack, a hustler, or a cog. So which will it be? Will you be a creative professional, or will you be a hack? You're afraid to try anything new. You copy what works, and you don't try to improve things. A hack is burned out, emotionally disconnected, and doesn't care. A hustler. You're willing to try new things, but it's for short-term targets and not to offer long-term value to others. A hustler wants more for less. A cog. You're comfortable with following instructions. You don't want to shake up the systems. A cog is replaceable and interchangeable. Creative professionals show up even when they don't feel like it. They're prepared to do the work, speak up when they have something essential to say, understand the intended audience or market, 
and are generous in their service. When you're making things better with your unique voice and original work, you will feel like an imposter. You fear you will be exposed as a fraud. You wonder if you're really worthy of the opportunity or recognition you've been given. There's no point fighting the feeling. Fighting it will keep you stuck. If you're a creative professional, you accept that you don't know what you are doing. You're okay with pretending like you know what you're doing. Any new solution or new problem comes with risk. The person who did it before you had no right to do it either. They didn't know what they were doing either. You just have to be one step ahead of the people you're serving, influencing, or leading. The self-doubt or discomfort you feel is a sign that you're creating, innovating, experimenting, and trying something new that might not work. But it could work. It could deliver the desired results, if not more or something better. You don't need a muse to do creative work. You don't need to be inspired to do useful work. What you need to do is show up, do the work, be persistent, grow your resilience, and keep going. Creativity is not a talent or a gift. It involves a deliberate practice that allows you to build the skills to be creative. Your creative practice could be writing for one hour every day, publishing a blog post every week, or releasing a new song every month. A talent is immutable, something you're born with. A talent remains unused if you don't develop the skill. A skill is developed with persistent effort and consistent practice over time. The practice is about creating generously, regardless of how your creation is received. It's about committing to the process again and again, so that one day you can serve others with the highest quality. You might not earn money or awards from the process, but you make a difference with it. You can remain a hobbyist. Hobbies are great for you, as I discuss in episode 21 of the Incrementalist podcast. But if you want to shift to being a creative professional, consistency is key. Consistency is more important than authenticity. You keep showing up as your best self, even when you don't feel like it, even when you'd rather be hiding out and laying low. Hiding out and laying low are not the same as needing to rest. Yes, there are times when you do need to slow down, savor the moment, and sleep. But when you commit to showing up, and you're just afraid, not exhausted, you follow through. You develop your unique voice in the area where you want to serve. Your outlet might be writing, podcasting, acting, making art, composing songs, or whatever you do or make in your job, career, profession, or vocation. Enjoy the process and forget about the outcomes. This is hard for lawyers like me, who are paid for getting favorable results. The same goes for surgeons, therapists, and almost any other professional. No one's paying you to enjoy the process. But if you don't love the process, it's much harder to show up, do the work, and repeat. And the most you can really do is focus on the best version of what you can do now. There are no guarantees of a good outcome. Seth Godin says the first time he went fly fishing, he asked the instructor for a rod without a hook. That way, there was no way for him to catch a fish. 
While his friends were busy trying to catch fish, he focused on the casting and the fishing itself. He could hone in on the process and build his skills because he did not have a specific outcome to achieve. When you can think of the catch as just a side effect of the process, it's easier to focus on the here and now. This usually leads to better outcomes. When you're attached to the outcome, you're more likely to quit earlier than you should. You don't create a great blog post for your ideal reader by aiming for SEO optimization or striving to go viral. Rather, you do great work by writing good enough blog posts as often as possible. Over time, you hone your craft, get feedback, and refine your taste. You measure your progress and accomplishments by the number of discards and the amount of work you publish, deliver, or ship. You generate bad ideas to get good ideas. You get many no's before you start to learn when you're on to something. When you're offering a product or service, it's better to create for the smallest viable audience, the people you really want to serve. You're not making it for everyone, but for someone in particular. You can't be sure what will resonate. Not everyone will like or love what you do. Start with small and specific to make it easier to do scary things. Maybe millions of people aren't waiting for you to show up, but there could be one or two persons who really need you to show up. Be there for them. You're a creative professional only when you ship the work. It might still be a hobby, but it doesn't count as creative work if you don't ship it. Seth says, when you ship your work, you're saying, here, I made this. Here, because it's a gift I hope you will use. I, because I am on the hook. I am taking responsibility for this work. Made, because it took effort, experimentation, and skill. And this, because there's something real. It's not an abstract concept or mere thought. There is generosity, intent, risk, and connection in these four words. Here, I made this. You have voluntarily explored the unknown and faced the uncertainty. You put yourself on the line. Don't ship junk. Refine your taste. Ship to a few people instead of to the masses. Test the market. Every criticism is not the same and is not equal. Ask for feedback from critics you trust and who know what they're talking about. They can ask, what if you did it this way? Would this way help you get to where you want to be? Your creative product might bomb, but you learn from this and you keep improving. You find the edges and go beyond them. That's how great artists change culture and shift mindsets. There's no such thing as writer's block, just sloppy practice. Seth says, it's a fear of bad writing. Take the pressure off by having a set schedule to do the work. If you're a blogger, you could commit to posting every day or every week or every month. A schedule encourages you to write, and in the process, you're more likely to come up with something good because you don't want it to be bad. When I launched the show, I decided to release a new episode each week. I aim for Mondays as the release day, but sometimes, or perhaps usually, I'm a day or two behind. That's okay. 
there are competing priorities. But I have a target to aim at the next time, even if I miss it today. As I write in my book, The Incrementalist, once you have identified your action steps, you will need to determine when you will take each one. Block time on your calendar as to when you will do the thing that must be done. Set aside non-negotiable time to make steady progress with the right amount of effort. Create habits that enable you to get important things done, no matter how bored, overwhelmed, or uninspired you might feel. Time blocking is principle number three in the incrementalist approach to creating big results in small steps. I have time blocks for when I do the research, when I prepare the notes, and when I record each episode for this show. Set constraints and upper limits to generate better ideas and execute more quickly on your ideas. I went for a solo podcast because this made it easier to launch the incrementalist. Inviting guests and doing interviews require more research, planning, and coordination. Having a co-host means you need to agree on the direction, purpose, and content of the show. While running a solo podcast, just like running a solo law firm, has its downsides, this format works best for me right now. Like when I'm driving a car, I focus on the road in front of me instead of think too much about what's out on the horizon. Releasing a new episode each week is no small effort. So I set a 30-minute limit for each episode, and most run from about 15 to 20 minutes. I figure if I get in 10 minutes of content, it's good enough to release. Seth publishes a blog post every day. He has done this for about 15 years and has written over 7,500 posts, but they are short, often under 300 words. While this is not great for SEO, His blog posts get shared a lot because they're thought-provoking and, well, they're written by Seth. Sometimes it does pay to be a perfectionist. You want your surgeon to be a perfectionist, but it doesn't pay to let perfectionism hold you back when it's time to ship. Instead of making things perfect for all, make them good enough to ship to your ideal customer or client or your intended audience. Stop working on things that no one cares about or that doesn't need special features to be effective. Do, ship, and repeat if you want to make things better with creative work. You don't always need credentials to start. Swing small and take the risk you can handle. You can take bigger swings as you get braver, refine your skills, learn from feedback, and have a deeper understanding of the people you intend to reach. If you got value from this episode, please share it with others who would benefit as well. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review to encourage others to check it out. If you have a productivity question you'd like me to coach you through or answer on the show, contact me through my website at dianewilliams.com. The Incrementalist ebook is on sale for $4.99 until June 20. After that, the regular minimum price of $9.99 will apply. You can find it at leanpub.com slash incrementalist. The link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with me. Tune in again next time on the Incrementalist Podcast. Mm-hmm.